that's the beauty of it. It doesn't feel like a second job. It doesn't feel like something I have to do. I look forward every morning to getting up, open, opening up the amphitheater just to see who will show up and see the contributions that people make and the conversations are, that are happening because every day it's different people, it's different conversations, and none of them are just surface level conversations. So I've really, really enjoyed it. And the value that I've personally gained just um, for myself in a personal growth realm, and also in a business growth realm has really just given me the ability to take the business that I'm exiting um, to a whole different level, and really put a better foundation under it. And the businesses that I'm working on for the future, I already feel a different type of quality and stability to what's being developed for the future business. You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. Hey, what's going on? We are here with another episode of Inside the Den. Today, we have Nicole Richards. Nicole is uh, somebody who's been in the Wolf Den community, the Guardian Academy. She's in CCA. She hosts the morning coffee chats in the Wolfden Amphitheater. Um, has just right out of the gate has been such a valuable member of the community and um, somebody who's been involved in in business, has a lot of um, experience in business startups and the short-term rentals, is currently going through an exit. So we, we talk about a lot. And this was an easy interview for me. And by the way, I did this interview alone. This is Jake Anderson. Anybody that's not familiar with my voice, unfortunately, um, Joanne could be on this one. So I just ran with this one solo. Um, but, you know, it was really easy to have this conversation with Nicole. I, I'm in the copy chats in the Wolfden Amphitheater, um, not daily, but just about, it seems like. And she's always there hosting. And so we've had so many high value conversations and connections. And, you know, I think for people who are maybe listening and might be kind of new to the Wolf Den or maybe you've been around a community for a little bit. I think this is a really good episode that will show you really the value of how the Wolf Den, I guess not even so much value, but like the power of the Guardian Academy and the Wolf Den and how this can really help elevate people to, you know, the place where it closes the gap for them between where they are and where they want to be. You know, Nicole is going through a, a business exit right now. We talk about that. We talk about what's next. We talk about, you know, the mental challenges and the, the just the general challenges, even with dealing with complexity of a business and going through an exit process and, and how that could be taken with you into the next chapter of your life. So I think you're going to find a lot of value in this. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and Sign off on this intro and sign on with this interview with Nicole Richards. So here we go. Let's get started. All right. What's up, everybody? We are here with Nicole Richards, who is the coffee time, coffee chat connoisseur in the Wolfden Amphitheater. Somebody who I've personally got to know really well just over, I guess it's what, been a couple months now? I don't know. When did It's been a Grey Wolf Summit. That's when you first got into the Wolf Den, right? Welcome to the show, by the way. Let's hop into this. I feel like we're back in coffee time. Excellent. Yeah, I just, um, I'd, I'd love to to bring you on and, and just, you know, getting a little bit of background because I know you got involved in the Wolf Den sometime around Grey Wolf Summit. 
So, you know, if you don't mind, just share a little bit of story about yourself, you know, love to hear about your background and and maybe talk about also how you got involved in the Wolf Den. Because I think I know the story, but I don't think everybody does. And I think it's really interesting how you kind of found your path over here. Yeah. So the way I got involved with the Wolfden was um, a business partner and friend of mine. She kept telling me that I needed to check out the Wolfden, TGA, CCA, all of that. And I just kept telling her, I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the bandwidth. And finally, one day it's like, okay, I'm ready. She said it again. So I'm ready. So I started interacting back and forth with Dan Nicholson about CCA. He had sent me a bunch of Nixmas videos and information. And so I watched those and I got invited to attend the CCA summit. So I went to CCA summit, not really knowing what to expect and really without any expectations, no intentions of doing anything different than what I was already doing. And when I got there, I quickly realized that this is completely different and something that I'd been searching for for a lot of years in my life with the way people think, the way they process things, the way they implement information. Um, Prior to that, I had felt like I was just kind of alone in the world with trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to operate with things. And um, at the end of CC, at the end of the CCA summit, Dan had mentioned that um, I should attend the Gray Wolf Summit as well, since they were in the same place around the same time frame. So again, not really knowing what I was getting into or what I was even saying yes to, I just hopped right in and joined and yet another mind-blowing experience of, wow, this is a true community and they really are here to help one another. Don't get me wrong. I was super uncomfortable in this space because it was a group of people and that's not really my thing or what I enjoy, but yet there was a feeling of connectivity and authenticity. And so I just kept sticking around for the entire duration of the both events and I knew that I had to move forward and do something differently in my life. And so that's kind of how I got introduced to the community was through uh, my business partner and best friend. And it's just really picked up and gone from there. And of course, I jumped into CCA and um, the Guardian Academy wolfed in immediately just because of how much I resonated with with their uh, belief systems. Yeah, it's it's interesting how um and I think something you you brought up and it's a really different dynamic, you know, like when it comes to the community piece. The thing that was really obvious to me, like when we got into this whole thing was um was seeing like how the community members step up to contribute and help each other. And uh, cuz I had been, you know, part of communities in the past and usually it was just like you know, kind of the core team or the leaders of the community were like the primary contributors. But like in this, it's almost like flipped upside down where it's a lot of the community members really step up. And, and, um, you know, like in your, uh, actually a really good example of that. And in the beginning, I was kind of cracking jokes about us having the coffee chats in the amphitheater, which is like one of my favorite times of the day. It's like, after I get my kids to school, um, you open up the amphitheater and you host these coffee chats and, um, I thought it was really cool how you just took the initiative right out of the gate. It's like you join a new community and it's like, you know what, I'm going to serve on the council and I'm going to open up amphitheater and, 
And, you know, we've had some discussions around this, but like, I'd love for you to talk about like how that experience has been for you. Cause you know, there's been some, you know, stepping into areas of discomfort and, you know, and growing through that, like as a contributor to the community. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what that's been like for you. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Um, yeah. So I raised my hand to be on the amphitheater council again, not even knowing what I was doing, what was expected or not expected. And it's like, okay, I can just jump in and do coffee chats. It's easy enough. Push a button, open up the room, see who shows up. What I wasn't expecting and anticipating was the depth of conversations, the relationships that could be built, the topics that were discussed and the how people were really willing to connect on more than just a surface level and really build the relationships and and get to know one another. And I personally love that because I feel like there's a lot of connection, lack of connection inside of this world. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it just gives everybody an opportunity to see the humanness in everybody and really understand wh where each other are coming from. And one of my favorite parts is we don't have to agree with each other, but since we share a common language with each other, we can not necessarily view it the same way, but we yet we can understand each other and and help each other move forward in whatever we're doing, whether it's personal life or a business adventure um, and anything in between. It's really just the connection of the people that has been life transforming for me. And I never anticipated to, I feel like I'm the one that's receiving all of the gifts in this community. <laughs> And so when people tell me that I'm contributing, it's like, well, how am I contributing? I just show up and open up the amphitheater, right? But that's that's the beauty of it. It doesn't feel like a second job. It doesn't feel like something I have to do. I look forward every morning to getting up, open, opening up the amphitheater just to see who will show up and see the contributions that people make and the conversations are, that are happening because every day it's different people. It's different conversations and none of them are just surface level conversations. So I've really, really enjoyed it. And the value that I've personally gained just um, for myself on, in a personal growth realm and also in a business growth realm has really just given me the ability to take the business that I'm exiting um, to a whole different level and really put a better foundation under it. And the businesses that I'm working on for the future, I already feel a different type of quality and stability to what's being developed for the future business. I love that. It's um, it's interesting how the conversations in the amphitheater, um, and we were discussing this before we hit, we even hit record was that, you know, you'll get in there and you have really no idea where the conversation is going to go. And then it ends up evolving into this amazing connection and conversation. And I agree with you. There's, there's definitely a lack of connection in the world and, and, um, and never discount the value of your contributions because you may see it as something that's not a big deal, but for somebody else, it could be everything. And I think, uh, I think it's really important to kind of remind people of that. So, um, this is a good segue by the way, into, into what you do in the real world. And I know you're going, like you said, you're going through a business exit and, 
Um, let's talk about that. Cause I know there's people, there's a lot of people that are going through transitions and especially major transitions. When you, when you're talking about career, that's something so big and it's tough and it's scary. And there's all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of rough waters that you got to navigate. And I'd love to, to jump into that. So let's start with this, you know, give, give the listeners a little bit of overview of the business you're in, maybe just give some background to that. And then we can talk about your exit and kind of what's next for you. Uh, so I'm in the short-term rental property management world. Um, and the way I got started was about 10 years ago, I had a, a property that I owned and randomly ended up meeting with somebody and they just were looking for a place for the following year to, to rent for a 30 day time period. And the property that I owned at the time and, and still currently own, I guess, but had like the main house. And then it also had a little guest studio space. And so with interacting with these people, I just said, Oh, well, I'll move out of my house for a month and live in my studio space. If you want to rent it for the month and don't mind some of my personal belongings there. So that's how the whole business got started as they came the next February, they rented my house for the entire month. And after the month was over, it's like, I really like living in my studio. I don't really want to move back into this 2300 square foot house because it was essentially just me there the majority of the time. And I didn't need that much space. And so at that point, I listed it on Verbo and just started taking bookings and reservations to see how it would flow. And then over the, I did that for several years and eventually I jumped in full on into property management side um, and started exploring that and have been doing that for about the last four years. And just really over the, over time developing the business little by little, but yet it's such a fast pace. It was almost at times feeling like it was spinning out of control. So um, what I didn't realize was the complexity of the business because going from doing like personal management to managing other people's properties and more guests and all of that, it really just came to a point of um, having, after I joined the Guardian Academy, having to look at it and and make some determining factors but the reason i go there is because when i first got into the guardian academy and started learning the shared language and learning how to implement those things i was seeing major changes not only in the business structure itself and how it grew but also in the people that worked for me within my business they were making major changes and shifts in their lives and they were grown as people. And this was all in, in like a 60 day time period. So that was all very incredible. And, and then I just came to a point of realization one day of, okay, so I could see what was coming in the next 12 months, just based off of history with a bunch of new owners wanting to come on board to our property management company with the type of staffing that was going to be needed with people moving away and retiring. And, and so essentially it quickly became apparent that it's like, okay, I either have to choose to opt back into this business and understand that I'm basically going to have to build it from the ground up with all of the complexities in place, or I need to plan an exit strategy. So looking at 
all of the asymmetry to the upside, looking at what would potentially be downside, I decided an exit was probably the best option for where I really wanted to end up and where I wanted to take um, the next steps of business. You know what's you know what's really um, interesting about that because I've been through a business exit and I had a very similar. I think some one reason you and I connect so well in in this kind of conversation because we both kind of had very similar experiences, different experiences but similar. And there's um, there's like the uncertainty or the misery of uncertainty, right? So it's like you're in that situation where you're looking at your business and you're and you're at this crossroads where it's like either I face the misery of uncertainty and just walk away from this thing or start figuring out an exit and you don't really know what's next really you know it's like you're going into the unknown or you face the certainty of misery and you just keep running with this thing and and it ends up putting you in a even worse place uh, than than you could have imagined it just the misery just continues on so it's like you see it's like well do I, where, which door do I go door A, door B? Do I go with the, the certainty of misery or do I go with the misery of uncertainty? And you chose the misery of uncertainty, which uh, I think a lot of people don't choose that door. You know, most people prefer the misery of a cer- of, of the certainty of misery. So um, I'd love to talk about like, how, how's that been for you? Because it's, it's scary to just like close the door on something like that. that it's been so such a big part of your life. And then now you're going down this unknown path. Like, what are some of the things I'd love to hear, like how that's been for you and how you've um, how you've managed it. Maybe there's some TGA stuff that you've been weaving into the process that help, that's helped you move forward into this new new path in your life. Yeah, the misery of uncertainty has actually been um, quite amazing. And by all means, I don't mean that there's not been any any hard times or anything like that, but every day something would come up with exiting the business that just kept adding more complexity to the exit. And even little things like, oh, now we have two more homeowners that want to onboard. Oh, now we have another homeowner that wants to. And so everything just kept flooding in that would appear to be really positive. But what I already knew by looking at the business is even though I'd added so many employees and so much complexity, the bottom line financially was not really that much more from when I was just doing it on my own, Mm -hmm. but the amount of time I was spending, literally I was on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, Towards the end, I actually got most weeks, got an entire 24 hour period off without interruptions, but that was a rare thing. That was a very rare thing. Um, So the just every day walking through the uncertainty of what was next, I knew was better than walking through the misery that I already knew. And when there's just so many moving pieces to it, it's hard to put it into words. But then when, um, when it became clear that I would rather be uncertain of what I was doing next and move forward just the level of calm and peace that I was able to settle into within my own body, within my own mind, and really look at like, what's next? Opportunities kept coming and opportunities kept coming. And it was really hard to practice restraint and say, 
Is that really getting me closer to what my solvable problem is? Is that really what I want to do next? Or is it just the next thing? And every single opportunity that I've said no to to this point has really just been the next thing. And so essentially, I've been practicing restraint and just continuing to look at the opportunities that do come my way to determine, is that the most efficient path forward? Or is it just adding more complexity? Or is there um, something that I'm not seeing? And that comes back to the value of the community, just being able to say these things out loud to somebody in coffee chat and get uh, valuable feedback has really Mm. been efficient and important in the way that I've been able to view things and proceed throughout the process. As you have you noticed any um like you talk about solvable problem restraint and it's like opportunities will 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 come your way, right? And and you choose to either run with them or 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 not. And when you're in the business, when you have an active business and you go from that to like, okay, now that thing's not there anymore. You know, it's like keeping, keeping constant opportunities coming your way, but changing from, I have a business and this is in place to now that's actually not going to be the case. Have you noticed that you're, have you noticed any changes in how you approach opportunities coming your way from the time when you had the short-term rentals and it was active to now that you don't have that in place? Like has, has that changed or shifted? Has your solvable problem changed at all? Like has any of those factors? All of those things have changed before I would almost be to the point of an opportunity coming my way and just feeling obligated. And I literally mean obligated to accept the opportunity because it was an opportunity. And that was really coming from a mindset of, well, I'd be a fool not to accept this opportunity, not even considering like, what am I saying yes to? And for me, more importantly, what I've learned since then is what things are, am I saying no to? Because as we know, inside our community for every, every one thing we say yes to, there's an infinite number of Mm -hmm. things that we have said no to. And I don't think I'd really ever correlated those two pieces together prior to being in this community. And so just really Um, practicing that restraint and saying no over and over has really revealed many things of like, yes, I could have said yes to this, but I would have been opting back into the same level of complexity that I was exiting. Or I could have said yes to this and just literally worked myself to death in a completely different way than I was currently working before. So I was essentially trading time for time, money for money, and not even taking time to understand what I could have and how I could um, really rig the game to win and play it the way that I wanted to play it. So let's talk about complexity because this is also a huge learning lesson that you and I have shared in a coffee chat. And um, it was so funny because I remember you're like, you know what, next time around, I'm going to really think about the complexity of a business exit before going into a new endeavor. And I was like, amen to that because man, it is like when you have a complex business exit, it can be, it can be a nightmare. Um, so I want to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this at you as a question as something to, to, um, share when it comes to 
you got these opportunities and you're like running filters through it, right? You know, does this make sense for me? And why does this make sense? One of those filters is thinking about the complexity of, I mean, even a, even a bit like if I were like to get involved in this and I, and I wanted out, like maybe I was like, oh, you know what? Because you don't know what the experience is like until you actually have the experience. And it's like, what's my, is, is there a, what's the path out from this? And, you know, how is that going to play out for me if I, if I choose that this is not maybe the thing that makes sense for my life or what have you. Now that you've been through a business from this, from the point of like starting it up to the point of exit and everything in between, what are like some of those lessons and filters that you have now going into new endeavors now that you have that experience? So I've learned a lot about myself through this experience. The first thing I've learned is I don't like complexity and I really love business startup and working with people on in small groups or on more of an individual basis. And, and when I decided to exit this, this business, I, I didn't stop to think about things like, okay, well, we have you know, like you have to give sufficient notice to the homeowners, you have to potentially cancel future guest reservations, meaning you're kind of ruining their potential vacation, you have to, mm. you know, like, there's so many things that you have to do. Buster's joining us. It's okay. It's okay. He can, he can <laughs> hang out. That's perfectly fine. He can hang out in the den. Anyway, continue on. <laughs> so there's just so many different layers of complexity and that doesn't take into um, terminating into account, like terminating the contracts, finishing up the accounting, fish, finishing up the tax side of things. And because it will literally take me we're in March. It'll literally take me the rest of the year to officially get my business closed out. Wow. And when I look at that level of complexity, it's like, well, what could have I had done differently? And and essentially, there's a lot I could have done differently. But the biggest point to me would would be for future businesses is to really look at what does the exit look like? Does it mean I can just simply stop offering the services that I want to offer and it's complete and, you know, I file my taxes and I'm done? Or does it look like it's a, you know, 60 day process to do the hard exit stuff with continue continuation over the next several months? Does it take a lot of my time? Does it take mm -hmm. a lot of my energy? Does it take financial resources? Because my business, even though it will be completed at the, by the end of April, there's still going to be financial commitments ongoing for the next several months to fully exit the business. And I've never really considered any of those things in the past. So now when these opportunities do come about, it's more of a consideration of what, what will this look like in the beginning? Because since I love startup, that's the exciting part. But what happens after the startup phase? Am mm. I going to enjoy the step-by-step -step path that the business will naturally progress into through micro-stepping? Am I going to enjoy that process? And and then from there, I really just pick it apart. Well, what could appear that I wouldn't enjoy? And does that allow me to still opt into the business? And in this stage of um, time, the most important thing to me is the exit strategy just due to 
the process that I'm having to go through right now and understanding that not all businesses can be a quick, easy exit. You know, I think that, uh, the whole Dr. Jeff Spencer calls it playing soft offense is, is so important here because you can, it's like, there's, there's things about businesses when you get into them that you don't expect until it happens. And like I had this, when I had my event company it was a very similar thing. I didn't think about the, um, the seasonality risk. I didn't think about the reputational risk of, there was all these risks that I didn't consider when I got started into it. But when I got into it, I really like, aped into it. I didn't play soft offense. It was, um, I was all in threw all the cards into it and it got to a point where there was really a point of no return because I was so in deep dug deep into this business that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm kind of miserable, but either I kind of wreck a financial ship here or I, um, or I just stick through it and push through it. And I chose to push through it. So it was like, there's these complexities and things that you're talking about. Like I wouldn't have never thought about with short-term rentals that when you exit, it's like, well, yeah, you've got people that are booking vacations way out into the future and they still need, you know, what are you going to do? Tell them that, sorry, this property is no longer available. Figure something out. Like think about the impact that has on them and their family and, and their situation um, on how to, to make those arrangements. And, you know, it's, um, you know, you're dealing with people's lives in some, in some degree. And it's, uh, those are the things you just don't think about though, when you're involved in it or when you're getting started. So I think that's really important what you said about, you know, once you get past that startup, kind of the honeymoon phase of a business, it's like, okay, now we're like in the reality here, this is actually what's happening. And this is the reality of the situation. And are you still okay with it? Do you still, would you still opt into this? And, you know, positioning yourself in a way where you haven't taken on so much risk that, you know, you can kind of figure that out before, you know, you put yourself in a bad position. So it's. Yeah. When I was asking myself that question, would I opt back into this? It wasn't even, a cons it wasn't even, well, let me think about it. Let me think about it. It was just a hard no immediately. Yeah. And, and, and like to speak to the exit side from an emotional perspective, once I realized that I would not even begin to opt back into the business, it really, it was like a million pounds was lifted off of my shoulders mm -hmm. and, and I could actually let down and cry. I could let down and see what was potentially coming in the future or, and truly look at on from an authentic place of like, what do I really want? And, and why do I want it? Which takes us back to the solvable problem again, but my solvable problem in four months has completely changed from one, one, um, like what I wanted to achieve to something completely different because now like I, I was always a more, 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 you know, like that's, that's where I was finding value in my life was by adding more without the understanding of that was just complexity. And now I can see that adding more isn't important anymore. It's really about getting closer to what I do want and how to achieve that. And what I want is completely different than what it was four months ago. And, you know, I have, I put so much more value on time, so much more value on um, traveling to see my family and my friends and really getting to hang out with the people that I want to hang out with and understanding that 
a time commitment to a and I know you'll tie these pieces together for me, Jake, but like the time commitment to any business, I can have less of a time commitment and still obtain my solvable problem and my goals because it's not about how fast I go or how much I have, but in what way do I contribute? Mm. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's that perpetual state of chasing more that when, uh, and cause I've been there before, uh, I think we all have, I think that's just the human mindset, right? It's, uh, it's, it's like shifting from that to like, am I like, how am I closing the gap on something? And, and, and also getting really clear with yourself about what's, what's enough, you know, what is really enough? Like what I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day with my house. I'm like, I feel like there's a lot of square footage in here. That's just unnecessary. <laughs> And, and, you know, like, what do you really want? Like, what, what is actually, and there's got to be some kind of an emotional connection to it. You know, it's, it's got to be something that truly matters to you. Um, let's talk about what's next. Like, and so now that, you know, we, we've, we've talked about the, you know, the business you're in and, and going into the exit and then a lot of the, the navigation around that, but now we're, we're, we're at the point of what's next. And this is where, you know, very, very new. Cause I think it's been what a couple of weeks now since you came to terms with the business exit. So this is, uh, we're right at the starting line here pretty much for you on, on the, the what's next. So let's hear it. Yeah. So the, what next is, um, interesting and I am really just being mindful to really micro step, but in some ways my, what next hasn't, um, hasn't changed, but because it was in some sense all attached to the short-term rental business, but um, it did not need to be attached. So essentially what's what I am micro-stepping into is I really want to just be able to help people go from wherever they are, the messy middle, the the how do I put my own personal life back in order? How do I look at things differently? Um, anywhere from that to actually just kind of helping them step into their own process and go through their process to eventually end up where they want. And my main focus would be um, personal healing on an emotional level, personal healing on a physical level, as well as looking at the people who really want to start their own own business on some scale and helping them with the business startup side. So it's kind of just a, a journey into intentionally moving forward with what they want and helping them to accomplish that in ways that, that in ways that they don't blow themselves up in ways that they can understand and look at the process of like, is this really what I want? Or am I just saying I want this because I'm chasing the American dollar or um, what really is valuable to me? So for me, that feels like the first step is really drilling down and getting people to see and understand what really is valuable for them and then helping them through, through that process to obtain what they want. Mm -hmm. I love that I put, I'm just taking some notes here. A main focus is personal healing on an emotional and physical level. Um, I think even, you know, even people who may appear like they have it all together still have healing that they need to, to, to address and they were not healing, but they have some, some issues, some pain that they need to address. And, uh, and this is something we talk about a lot in guardian Academy. It's like, you need to remove your own suffering. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to serve and help other people when you're suffering yourself. 
So, you know, going, so I like the, I'm just connecting dots here. You know how I like to connect dots. It's like, there's the piece here where you're removing the suffering from the person, but then there's also the piece of like, okay, like, you know, now this is you stepping into who you are to contribute and show up to the world in the way that, that makes sense for you. So it's like remove suffering. And then that's the limit that you remove that helps people get into the position to actually, you know, be a valuable member of society and however they show up best, you know, it's playing their game and, um, you know, people who, um, who want to do that, like they, they're growth minded and they want to step into that for themselves and for, and for others. So did I get, did I get that right? That's the way I'm interpreting it. You know, I like to connect dots. Spot on. Spot on. Yes, exactly. And, you know, like suffering can be in so many forms because uh, one of my favorite uh, cliche sayings is mother, father, teacher, preacher. We're raised in this world that we only know what we know by the people that we've been highly exposed to. And so sometimes that suffering comes directly through there. And we don't even realize that we're deeply conditioned in somebody else's belief systems or the when we're away from those people that we behave one way and as soon as we go back into you know visit family or whatever we get sucked back into the mindsets or the conditioning of those people and when we start to remove our own suffering in that way it becomes really apparent what our own belief system is and what we truly want and just learning how to navigate that and not continuously get sucked back in is a really big thing. And then um, from the physical side of things, you know, people, whether it's through minor injuries continuously or serious injuries continuously, you know, a lot of people have a certain level of pain within their body. And that keeps people emotionally stuck because the brain's wired for survival. And so then the people just continuously even if it's on a subconscious level, they continue to think about the pain they're in. And until we can remove some of that emotional and physical suffering, they really just stay stuck inside of the doom loop. But once that pain and suffering starts to be removed, they can start to see clearly and they start to think clearly and their brain's not all fogged over with things that don't matter. I just feel like when people can start to remove their own suffering, that's where the magic really starts to happen with people. And that's where they can truly grow and move forward and get what they want out of life. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's such a limitation when, when you're suffering, it's, 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 it kind of makes me think a little bit of the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs sometimes where it's like, how can you ascend up to a level of purpose when you're still trying to address, you know, all the way down to the foundation of, your, your physical needs. And if your physical needs aren't even being that met, there's no way you could ever, you know, serve the greater good of people in society and actually do some amazing things in the world. So it's, yeah, yeah it's, um, it's you really know, important. You can only, you can only serve the level that you're at personal and, and people have such desires and want to do such good things, but they often forget it's a journey and it starts with them. Mm, perfect. Well, this has been great, Nicole. I love, you know, hearing your story and, uh, you know, if anybody wants to connect with Nicole, I want, I want obviously I want to sh- you to share where people can connect with you, but I will just we'll put a little plug in here and there's the amphitheater in the wolf den. You do have to be a wolf up holder to get access to the amphitheater, which 
Um, I might be a little biased here when I say this, but I think you should be a wolf pup holder. That's what you want to, if you want to get involved in a community, but, um, but yeah, you know, Nicole's does the coffee chats in the morning. You know, usually I'm there if I can make it, Nicole, it's, it's always a good little group of people, you know, that that's in there. It's not like this intimidating thing. It's just very approachable. And, um, but if, you know, aside from the amphitheater to coffee chats, if somebody wants to connect with you and, and potentially work with you and get involved in the things that you're doing, like how can people take that step? That's a great, that's a great question, Jake, because I haven't even, I'm taking such micro steps. I haven't even really gotten that far. Um, but really my process in this moment is just direct connection through the guardian Academy and the wolf den. Um, and I, I really do feel like the best investment starting investment um, somebody could make in themselves is to purchase a wolf pub because it is just a great integration. And then really just start looking around and see, you know, because sure they can connect with me, they can connect with you. But for me, that's not even the point. The point for me is more of there's so many great people inside of our community and they may be thinking that I'm the right connection, but once they get inside of the community, they may realize that there's, they they will definitely see there's so many other options and they may actually find somebody that resonates with them um, even deeper or on, uh, you know, somebody that could meet them in a better place for what they need now. And, and I really see that the value of our community and how to connect with people and down the road a little ways, I'll definitely have a way for people to directly connect with me. But in this moment, that's just not where I'm at. Love it. Yeah. Take micro steps. No need to rush. Um, we'll be, uh, Nicole and I will be uh, at the Dr. Jeff Spencer event tomorrow or actually starts Friday. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, you know, Dr. Jeff would tell you champions don't rush and to micro step. So um, just following, following the, the blueprint there of, of, of what champions do love to hear that Nicole. Well, listen, this has been such an honor to have you onto the podcast and uh, it's, you know, to, to hear your story and and talk about things, you know, especially as people go through transitions and navigating the complexities of business and exiting and it's, um, you know, business ownership is um, it, there, there's, there's a lot to it and, and it could be, um, it can be, there's so many lessons you can take from it. And I appreciate you sharing. I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Jake. I always love our conversations and look forward to the Dr. Jeff event and getting to know you better. Absolutely. Well, on that note, we'll sign off. And for everybody that's listening, always remember to stay wolfish and we'll see you on the next one. Ooh.